Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and your host. At each new zodiacal season, I offer audio horoscopes by donation for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can also find written and edited transcripts of these horoscopes in my free virtual member community. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain the production of these readings. Thank you. You can find more information in the show notes or at embodiedastrology.com. Hello, Aquarius. Welcome to Leo season. Leo season is a special season for you because Leo is your polar opposite sign. So if you are an Aquarius sun, then you are born at the other half of the year, then the Leo suns are born. And for Aquarius risings out there, uh, Leo takes a very important place in your chart as a place of personal opposition. And when I read a solar chart, I'm basically reading a rising sign chart. And whether your sun, rising moon, or other placements in Aquarius, um, as an Aquarian identified person, uh, this symbolism of the Leo Aquarius relationship refers to the most primary and fundamental relational symbolism um, that we will experience in our lives, which has to do with the one-on-one. And the one-on-one dyadic relationship, uh, whether that is as children, you know, to our primary caregivers, or as Uh, growing people to significant others, whether those significant others are best friends or romantic partners or spouses, uh, collaborators, things like that. Um, Even when we're interacting with groups, we are interacting with individuals. And though there are very different dynamics inside of groups than there are in the one-on-one, on some level, how you orient in the one-on-one space to yourself and to other, to the category of not you, (laughs) relating to yourself and then you're relating to other people who are not you, um, really sets the tone for how we will be relating in groups uh, or other configurations. So Leo season brings a spotlight into the relational sphere for Aquarius, and it particularly uh, shines a spotlight on important one-on-one relationships and relational dynamics. This can include your inner subtle sense of how you feel yourself in relationship and what kinds of relationships you are currently in and what you want. And I think for many of you, this will also include the specificities of particular relationships and your dynamics with uh, other individuals. So Leo season in its entirety um, really brings forward this theme of one-on-one, of partners, of committed relationships and contractual relationships. There's also an association in this part of your chart to the negotiation of contracts and uh, on some level litigation lawsuits, you know, two people in relationship maybe not getting along so well. This is a place in the chart that definitely also refers to those kinds of relationships, uh, ones that are more antagonistic than um, friendly. 
And so however you're feeling the one-on-one space, I'm guessing there's something there. There, There's something notable there uh, for Leo season. And what's happening in Leo season, um, including but not limited to Venus's retrograde in Leo that begins the first day of Leo season and uh, goes until the beginning of September, um, really gives the impression um, to, to me interpreting this chart that there's some relational negotiating that is happening right now. And for Aquarian identified folks, there's a lot of uh, reflection and need to reformulate inside of relationships around what your values are, what your desires are, um, what the resources at hand are, and what the vision is. Like, what are you trying to build? Where are you going? Where are you growing? What is the sense of adventure? Where is it calling you? Now, as we enter into Leo season in 2023, we're moving through um, some really significant astrology on our way there. And this has to do with the shift of the nodal axis into Aries and Libra and the ongoing transit of Pluto and Capricorn uh, in its kind of last gasps before it moves into your sign Aquarius uh, next year, where it will then stay for 20 years. And that means that in the Aquarius charts, uh, this particular moment in time is a moment that not only is going to be felt profoundly at present, but will also ripple through time. And the first week of Leo season has a quality of time bending to it. And it feels to me that the past and the future are converging in some pretty profound ways. And there might be issues from the past coming up, ready to be resolved, and issues from the future coming up, ready to pull you into that resolution. Because things need to be finished so that we can move into the next energy. And what needs to be finished right now could include all kinds of processes, as well as states of being, as well as um, some kind of resolution for cumulative energy, right? That's been building and building and building for a long time and now needs to get sorted out and integrated and shifted so that whatever is coming up next can be realized. And this, this feeling is very palpable in your chart. So what wants to change and what needs to change in your relationships? You want to change. Other people want to change. Um, the next couple of months are going to pull you into some kind of process. And this process is energetic. It's psychic. It's spiritual. Um, it's also logistic. It feels like it could be financial. Um, there are deeper questions of wants and needs uh, on the resource ends, on the material ends. And there are also deeper questions around uh, the spiritual or the kind of energetic component that have to do with what is way bigger than you. And what is way bigger than you is the world around you, right? And to like all the things happening in the world. So big. <laughs> thousands, millions of years uh, of cause and effect of people making choices and then the consequences of those choices creating the conditions uh, that then intermix with each other and we're all here in this 
stew for our short little lives, trying to make sense of the mess that we find ourselves swimming in. And what is bigger than you includes society and trauma and history and, uh, you know, the environment, the atmosphere, so much, so much is so much bigger than you. And my sense in your chart is that right now you are trying to figure out how to be practical at a time when it is nearly impossible to make a plan. You know, I don't know how you felt, but for me, since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, I've been kind of stuck uh, with my plans. I used to be a person that would plan sometimes two years in advance. I had like a packed teaching schedule. I was doing all kinds of things. The last three years, I can barely plan a week in advance. And my attitude has really changed. And I kind of feel like I'll know something is going to happen when it's happening. It's hard to predict anything right now. And there are a lot of changing conditions and circumstances. And there is a lot of confusion and unknown, especially on the material level. And you, my feeling is, is that you are trying to grasp something right now that is important in your relationships that has to do with needs. And needs are often very material, right? Are we going to get enough to eat? <laughs> like, are we going to have what we need for X, Y, and Z? And that in this attempt that you have to try and figure out what you're working with and what you have and what you need, there's the unpredictability and the chaos of the current world. And then a kind of demand inside of your relationships and what you're trying to do with other people, give to other people, receive from other people. And my sense is that things don't feel so clear as we get into Aquarius season. Now, I can also interpret this in a very different way. And I want to interpret it in a different way because I think it will be helpful. And I think that it might help inform what I was just saying. If you have a practice or an instinct of connecting and communing with what is divine, mysterious, and uh, unknown, and you can call this spirit, you can call this God, you can call this tarot, like I don't know how you do your mystical practices, but if you have this kind of practice and if you work in subtle magic magical and imaginative ways, there is actually a lot of potential for you to get what you need right now in collaboration with other people through some kind of uh, process that feels deeply spiritual. It feels like it has to be transparent. It feels like it is about transformation and shift. Um, and it absolutely requires a high degree of emotional attunement and sensitivity. It absolutely requires a high degree of emotional attunement and psychological awareness for you. 
If you are a person who works in these realms, then I'm going to say that your experience with resources right now is supported by those realms. And while you still might have the practical material kind of how do I do what I want to do with the people that I want to do it with, or the people are doing things and that's now meaning something for me and what I'm supposed to do. If you are connecting in with the unseen forces and with your imagination and creativity and your guides, that is supportive for you at this time. And I don't want to be out here spiritually bypassing anybody and saying, you know, oh, if you meditate on wealth, it'll just show up in your life. That is not true. That's just simply not true. Meditation on abundance can certainly help attract more abundance, but the conditions around you will have a lot to do with uh, what's available and at hand. And it feels to me that you are in this really interesting space right now of needing to traverse spaces of practical material right here, right now, um, potentially in the domestic spaces, in the financial spaces, and in the relational spaces. And that then is requiring... Um, an inner, spiritual, psychological, mental, and conceptual transformation. And without that inner work, the outer work, the logistics work, the material work will be much more challenging. And whether or not there is quote-unquote success, uh, any kind of material success without that inner work will end up being a trap. It will end up not actually turning into what you want. And so throughout the course of Leo season, as you're dealing with the practical material and relational, please invest yourself in the inner, in the spiritual, and in the psychological. Because for you right now, you get the changes that you're wanting and needing by working from the inside out. In every single horoscope I'm reading for Leo season this year, I'm talking about the importance of self-awareness and self-love. As the nodal axis shifts into Aries and Libra throughout 2025 and Venus retrogrades in Leo from July 22nd through September 4th, we're being collectively called to look in the mirror and examine the essence of how and what we express into the world. These kinds of inquiries are meant to go far beyond the superficial. They are meant to pull us into the depths of our own psyche and confront us with the ways we've learned to hate and harm ourselves and others within systems that profit from distress and dis-ease. The work of changing culture is vast, and many routes will lead to the kinds of repair and healing needed. But one path that is particularly powerful for anyone right now is a path of creative, courageous self-expression. Engaging in practices and play that help us access the wisdom of our imaginations is an act of resistance inside of cultures that compound trauma and make it difficult to dream. When we have access to spaces where we can experiment and feel inspired, we're also more likely to experience integration and joy. So even if it seems silly or superfluous within the state of current affairs, Taking some time over the next several weeks to draw pictures, make music, dance, dream, write poetry, and play in ways that don't require perfection or productivity for others are of enormous benefit and will help in the clarification and discernment processes that pretty much everyone is going through on some level. 
As program curator here at Embodied Astrology, I structure the schedule so that our workshops are always right on time for current celestial weather. Beginning on July 23rd, which is the day after Leo season begins, Brazilian astrologer and trans photographer, who also happens to be EA's visual director, Gabs404, will offer a four-week series on Sundays, that's the sun's days, that explores astrology through the lens of self-portraiture. While these workshops are timed thematically for current transits, this offering is also an evergreen experience, and it focuses on four highly important points in any astrology chart, which are called the cardinal angles. The cardinal angles include your ascendant as well as your descendant, zenith, and nadir. If you don't know what those words mean or why they matter, this course will teach you about how the light at the time of day you were born influenced the expression of your chart and set up a map for your personal and relational development. In each of the four sessions, Gabs will introduce one angle and its influences and offer a visual presentation of photography that illustrates how these aspects in a chart express. You'll then receive prompts and support to devise your own self-portraits through processes of exploration and discovery. Not only will this series teach you about photography, astrology in general, and your natal chart, but I guarantee that working with this content will also teach you things about yourself that are absolutely crucial for your personal happiness and success, and for the work and ways you want to relate with others and the world around you. This series, Self in Four Directions, will be available by recording if you can't attend live, and it includes access to a virtual gathering space where participants can share and discuss their work and process. All of Embodied Astrology's events are available by sliding scale, and no one is turned away for lack of funds. For more information on this workshop series and EA's other workshops and classes, check the show notes or head to the Learn section at embodiedastrology.com. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about this relationship piece. Venus is retrograding in Leo from July 22nd through September 4th. Venus retrogrades every two years or so. It is the least frequent retrograding planet. And when it retrogrades, um, because of its uh, incredible symmetrical synodic cycle, um, its, its relationship with the sun, it retrogrades in uh, almost the same place in the sky every eight years. And... So the retrograde in 2023 is connected to a family of retrogrades or a series of these phases um, that goes back in eight-year chunks uh, in the kind of July and August seasons. So think back to 2015 and think back to 2007 and then think back to 1999 and 1991 and continue going back as far as you want, depending on how old you are, what you're thinking about. And my invitation for you is to think about what was happening in the landscapes of your relationships, particularly when it came to committed partnerships and notions of family and purposefulness and big vision, especially vision of your relationships. And Aquarius, even though you can be, you know, a sign that's often associated with the iconoclast and the outcast and, you know, being outside of the group. Your sign is also very deeply associated with sociality and relationships are hugely important to Aquarius. So as you think back to these previous phases, consider what you were learning and experiencing at those times in the realms of committed partnership and relationship and uh, purpose 
and and home and family and world making and building of your foundations and experiences of belonging and things like that. What lessons do you take away from those times? If who you were then could come visit you now, what advice would they give you? If you were to visit yourself back then, what advice would you give your past selves? Get that data right now. (laughs) Do an inventory and consider how these previous cycles and phases are informing the current moment and what is happening, particularly inside of your relationships, your partnerships, and your notions of relating and partnering in general. Over the coming weeks and months, as Venus retrogrades and then concludes shadow periods, this is going to take us all the way until early October, your relationships are updating. And the process of updating uh, can sometimes be incredibly challenging. And you know this if you have any kind of device and you've ever tried to update your operating uh, software, right? And You know, for me, it's like something is always going wrong and it's like the whole thing has to go to sleep and then I don't know what happens, you know, the like code is getting rewritten somehow magically with this data that's streaming in from wherever and then you got to turn it on again and hoping, hopefully it works, hopefully it works, but something gets lost somewhere around, you know, it's like, okay, updating uh, is a little bit of a leap of faith. We have to trust that the new code that's coming in is going to be an advancement. And in your chart right now, I'm like using these coding electronic terms. I don't know why, maybe because you're Aquarius. In your chart right now, it feels like you're trying to update your operating systems when it comes to your relationships. And you might actually feel yourself going into a little bit of a shutdown mode. Uh, over the course of Venus retrograde. And this could feel like you don't know what you want or what you like. This could feel like a sudden reversal of sentiment where it's like you did feel this way and now all of a sudden you don't feel that way. This could feel like circumstances occurring inside of your relationships that seem to come out of the blue. And now all of a sudden you have to rework and revise your plans, your expectations, your ideas of what this is. This could look like previous relationships, past people circling back again and calling up a a huge uh, database of memory, right? And and we're trying to glean something or maybe we're affected uh, very deeply right now from the past. In uh, Venus retrograde periods, Sometimes we are given material to purify and clarify. And here we're working with ancient symbolism um, of Venus in its cycles and phases, moving from being a morning star to an evening star. And the way that uh, ancient societies, particularly Sumerian and Babylonian culture, regarded uh, Venus as the embodiment of the great goddess Inanna and connect her story of descent into the underworld and the sacrifice of her possessions and ultimately her life to her sister, the goddess of the underworld, and then the return, the reclaiming of her life. 
and the journey that she goes on to uh, emerge and rise again back into earthly form. And then uh, the repayment to the, the underworld, uh, what she needs to send in lieu of her own place there. Okay, so during Venus retrograde periods, we may find ourselves on an underworld journey. And it might feel like I'm losing everything right now. And I'm not saying this to scare you. As you listen to this horoscope, you're going to know where in the spectrum of, uh, you know, catastrophe and experience astrology is hitting for you right now. And please, please, please don't stress out and think like, oh my God, everybody's going to leave me. It totally can be so subtle, okay? Astrology narration and writing and speaking can feel very dramatic and it's archetypal right it's speaking to collective energy but how it plays out in our personal lives can be very subtle and so this might look like something uh, akin to you know you've been on a particular growth path and trajectory with somebody for a while and now someone is doing the thing that people do they're changing and maybe something that they wanted is no longer uh, relevant or accurate for them and you in relationship with them uh, now need to let go of some ideas of what you were going to do together. That could be really sad, it could be really hard, but it can also potentially be freeing for you. And the Venus retrograde cycles ask us to free ourselves from the entanglements and uh, insecurities and mutations and illnesses, right, mental, emotional, psychological, relational illnesses that keep us perpetuating harm inside of our relationships and that keep us from actually feeling connected to the substance of love within ourselves and with others. And so I really want to encourage you to take a perspective of spiritual growth if things are happening in your life that feel uncomfortable or unexpected with this Venus retrograde. If you are being called into an underworld experience, I want to ask you what is being let go? What is uh, being asked to be sacrificed at this time so that you might feel more free in the future? So that love itself might be more free in the future. If insecurities are emerging for you or for other people that you're in relationship with right now, wow, what an opportunity for healing. Insecurity, Krishnamurti says this in one of his books, it's like insecurity is the root cause of all of the violences. The feeling that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I don't belong, I won't have what I need, blah, blah, blah. You know, these feelings that are so deep, they're so core, they probably have a lot more to do with our ancestors and cultures and all the residual trauma than they actually have to do with us as human beings. And yet we feel them so personally. And especially when they come up inside of relationships, there is an opportunity to do deep healing work because whatever insecurity is being illuminated in the current moment, it's probably not the first time that you felt this especially in committed relationships and partnerships and intimacies and places where there's trust issues, we're always working across spans of time. 
we're always working with our own previous relationships and the previous relationships of the people we're in relationship now. We're, we're working with psychological entanglements and ancestral inheritances. So please meet what is arising in your relational field right now as an opportunity for healing, restructuring and formulating new foundations of uh, well-being and stability and generosity. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with current astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom in the somatic space where we work with the upcoming week's solar season, lunar cycle, and planetary transits through embodied practices, guided visualizations, and moving meditations. Every session, I offer an astro overview and tips for observing your own chart placements. Our practices are designed for you to come back to them for body-based mindfulness support throughout the week. These classes are also all offered by donation. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation, Q&A, and resource sharing space. Embodied astrology has so much other stuff going on. Our podcasts and horoscopes are actually just the surface. In our membership spaces, we also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers, a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. All right, so insecurity often emerges when there's the feeling that there's not enough of something. There's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough love, there's not enough help. And as we move into Leo season on a timing level, the first week of Leo season really uh, resounds with a kind of impetus and, impetus and intensity um, around resource and do I have enough and what do I need? And the spaces of sharing with others, and again, uh, I know I'm talking to people who are not in intimate partnerships, and so I want you to think about others in a general way and however this associates or maps for you um, in prior relationships or in the relationships that you want in the future. Um, the first week of Leo season is really kind of pushing something to the surface around how do you share with others and what is involved, what is required for trust and for intimacy. And especially when it comes to what we share with others on a resource level, on a material level, but also on an energetic level, you know, we're sharing secrets, we're sharing information. Um, if you're sleeping with somebody, you know, you're sharing dream space, you go to sleep, you're at your most vulnerable, right? Your psychic field gets really opened and you're like merging that energy with somebody else. Never mind, you know, what kind of sharing happens in actual fluid exchange or something like that. So these issues around sharing with others, intimacy, trust, vulnerability are really big issues around this time. 
And there is an ask for you right now to, um, what it feels like to me is be bold in your communication. Be courageous. Speak to the things that are hard to speak about. And Aquarians in general have a lot of capacity to zoom out and to be in some ways dispassionate uh, or objective or kind of informational. And my instinct for you right now is that you are being called to communicate from what's personal to you and in ways that maybe you mask or don't disclose or that you are oriented or organized internally to share information in ways that um, don't really (laughs) reveal that much about you, um, this is a, a period of time that is kind of pushing on you to communicate in different ways and to talk about things that are hard to talk about. As we move into the month of August, the uh, themes of disclosure, intimacy, vulnerability, and trust become heightened. And this is a period of time in which um, these themes of underworld journeys become more pronounced. Um, I also want to say that, you know, there's so many ways to interpret astrology in the readings that I give that are about half an hour. I'm just I'm just articulating one possible slice of how I might interpret a chart, but something is calling me right now to also say that many uh, of you right now are somehow in proximity to experiences of life and death. And life and death, I mean that on a very real sense, right? Like people are being born and dying all the time. There's a constant kind of passage of energy in the human realm. And so this might be a period of time in which you are in proximity to life coming in or going out. And this then will have a very remarkable impact and shift on resources, right? And needs and relationships and things like that. And then this may also be more metaphoric, right? It doesn't have to be actual physical birth and death. It could be uh, the the birthing of new phases or chapters in relationship, collaborations, creative projects, etc. And it could be the dying of certain phases and the need to let go and surrender and transform uh, in relationship or uh, outside of relationship if certain contacts or connections need to shift and change. Um, So during the month of August and all the way through September, you are just getting a lot of information that is pulling you into the underworld and into the depths. Um, This feels like a time in which your care for yourself on a psychological level is paramount. And if you have access to seeing a therapist or a peer counselor or working with any kinds of healers who can help you traverse these realms, I think this would be a really important time for you to be doing that. Um, August begins with a full moon in your sign. On August 1st, we have an Aquarius full moon. 
And so this is a full moon that really amplifies on the relational field for you. And it's bringing up a lot of themes around intimacy and trust and exchange. And many of these themes are very practical in their uh, foundation. They are about money. They are about resources. They are about how are we supposed to do this thing? They're about trust. And as you uh, kind of are pulled through the portal, of this full moon, you are pulled into a period of time when uh, the intimacy spaces are shifting. There's some kind of transformation that's happening here. Now, when it comes to beginnings and endings, the births and deaths, new energy moving in and moving out might change uh, the, the landscape of resources, right? And especially what is shared. And these kinds of themes feel like they are very present throughout the first half of August, um, especially as we get towards like the 8th and the 9th of August, there are big themes uh, that feel like they are foundational in their essence. Um, resources certainly can include uh, home life and domestic life. And, um, you know, there's a kind of, I said foundational a moment ago, there's an attempt right now, I think, to either change and innovate or maybe disrupt uh, the, the foundation, right? The root. How are you situating yourself right now? And you are thinking about transforming something, transforming yourself, transforming the ways you relate with others. Um, using the resource that you have in new and different ways and also accessing resource in new and different ways. And then as you're moving towards the new moon on August 16th from the 13th through the 16th, the space of collaboration and relationship and other people really gets uh, amplified. And I want to encourage you uh, in this span of a few days, let's say actually the 13th through the 19th, so the new moon is the 16th, so the three days before and after, that this span of days, um, when you are really meditating on what you want for the future of your relationships and therefore what you don't want to continue in them, so here we have the death and birth themes because your relationships and the way that you put yourself out in the world and your sense of uh, family and connection and belonging are asking for an update right now. And that means that some things need to end and give way so that other things can emerge and start to take up space. Please be reflective around what is no longer working. Courageously, bravely, how can you let go? And what are you calling in? What is your heart's desire? And when you are thinking about your relationships, don't just think about the other people and how you are together or something like that. Think about what you are building together and 
the foundational bedrocks and stability that can be built through relationship. Think about uh, if they're relevant to you, issues around home, family, place, and belonging. And what is the higher purpose? What is the vision? So the ways that your relationships are shifting right now necessarily are shifting because or will shift in turn uh, foundations, home, family, place, space, your sense of security, your sense of stability, And whatever the purposefulness is or the sense of bigger vision or what you are trying to open up to in this new experience that's being called forth, that will support this growth. When you have clarified for yourself what you don't want and what you want and what serves the foundation and the stability, how it needs to change and what the vision is, and as you clarify these themes, then your task is to communicate and to communicate in ways that are courageous, to put yourself forward and out there, to not be vague or obtuse or overly conceptual, to invest yourself deeply in what you're trying to get other people to invest themselves in. We need to know how you actually feel. We need to know what you're actually committed to. We need to understand what your blockages and insecurities and fears are. We need there to be transparency so that we're not left wondering. A new level of intimacy is being asked for in whatever is happening for you. This requires a vulnerability. It requires you to reveal something about yourself and to make yourself available to spaces of vulnerability and intimacy and exchange. And those spaces are going to be a big theme in Virgo season, and we'll get there next month. So I'm going to pause here for now. Uh, I hope that any or all of that is helpful and interesting for you. If you do feel helped and you are interested, you might want to check out the 2023 Year Ahead reading that I offered at the beginning of the year. The uh, year ahead readings for every sign are about two hours long. They are overviews of the main themes, opportunities, and challenges of 2023 with information about how this year connects to the previous and the upcoming years. There's a lot that's happening in 2023. This period of the year is one of the most intense uh, kind of keystone moments of the arc of the year. And if you haven't yet listened to your year ahead reading, I definitely want to recommend it because there are some big picture things at play right now that are really coming into coherence presently. So you can find those readings at embodiedastrology.com or through the link in the show notes. Aquarius, you got this? Be brave, be courageous, go out there with your heart, feel the ground underneath you, express yourself honestly, and lead with love. Wishing you all the best in Leo season. Bye for now.